powerless people consume ideas that reinforce powerlessness. This is that natural state of mankind that is the weakest aspect of our character. That is what controls our society and leads to these incredibly awful tragedies. When these happen on the world stage, everybody looks at it and feels powerless. And so they continue to act in powerless ways, which is why we don't do anything. The solution is learning about our own power. No one has to give you power. Empowerment doesn't come from another person. Empowerment comes from within. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. I feel compelled to make this episode and have it be different than what I've talked about in the past and and different than really any content that I've shared on social media and certainly different than anything I've posted really on my TikTok channel, although I, I flirt with these ideas sometimes. I never really have a script for these things. I have an idea of what I want to talk about, and I don't have my ideas on this topic today formally outlined. But here's what's driving me to have this conversation. I saw an article talking about how there were 12 more mass shootings since Memorial Day. This was just this past week. Uh, This on the heels of the Uvalde school shooting, which was on the heels of the Buffalo shooting. And we've had far too many of these incidences since Columbine broke news in in my youth as a young adult. Uh, And too many schools, tragedies like Sandy Hook and so on, that continue to happen. And it's directly related to our mindset and how we think, how we think and how we feel and how we act as a society towards one another, and as these individuals uh, that have committed these horrible, horrible deeds. And what's the solution? I want to give my perspective on what the solution is, because if we care about our kids and we want our kids to grow up and fulfill their highest and best potential and go after their dreams and make this world a better place, it doesn't start with our children. It starts with us. It starts with everybody right now. We have to do something different, different than what we're doing. What we're doing is really nothing. And this isn't going to be political. This isn't about gun control or mental health. This is about our own individual lives and what we do to make our lives better. So I think it's also important that I lay all my cards on the table. I was raised Republican. I became a Democrat in my young adulthood. I'm now an independent. Uh, I don't have a dog in the political fight one way or another. I used to be extremely uh, anti-gun. There was a, and the reasons for that was there was a boy that I knew in eighth grade that uh, was shot and killed accidentally down the street from my house. And that shaped my opinions on firearms. But at the same time, 
I, I own a gun myself and uh, in, in a home with children and it's under lock and key and my children have all handled it and are aware of it. Uh, so I'm not coming from a hardline view one way or another. I'm coming to this as a humanist, as someone who is striving to be spiritually a better person, to care for myself, to care for my children, to teach my children how to care for them and how to help other people care for themselves and those that they love. You know, everything that I do is about growing myself. And the best way, you know, my path now is about helping other people grow because of the changes, the remarkable changes that have happened in my life and that it's possible for everybody to walk into a different life. But many people aren't. There are many people that are struggling and hurting. And there's this idea, whether you've seen it or not, that is so impactful when it comes to these tragedies is that hurt people hurt people. You know, I, I had to explain to my, to my children that are in elementary school about the school shooting. Other people were talking about it. Not that we try to hide anything from it, but obviously it's a topic of conversation that I have to have with my children. And that makes them scared. It makes them concerned and worried, but it makes them ask why. Why does someone do this? And then what do we do about it? This isn't going to be a gun control debate either, but honestly, honestly, if we're really trying to protect people, we have to do something different with our gun laws. I don't know what that is. Um, I, I don't have an answer but we, we should put everything on the table and we should look at it seriously as a culture. That's the first thing. But we don't want to do that because of whatever reasons that we've been programmed to, to think and feel and react to that. That's our conditioning that's in the way of looking at something that could be very common sense. Now, I don't think extremes are necessary, but we must do something in that arena. Now, on the other side of mental health, we have to do something there too. And that never seems to get funded. We keep just doing the same thing, which is nothing. And the area that I want to talk more about is mental health in our lives. And maybe in, in my mind, what is it that drives someone to do something so horrific, not just to hurt themselves or hurt other people, but hurt other people that aren't even in the, in the room with the people they're hurting? You hurt children because of the mass impact it has on society. And that is a measure of the pain that that person is experiencing themselves. They, they either hate or are, hate themselves or are feeling um, so hopeless themselves or they despise themselves so much. And they're angry about that. And they're angry about the way that the world is that on their way out, on their way out of this life and punching their ticket, they want to hurt as many people as possible. And that just doesn't have to be the, the victim of the shooting. It's the family. It's those around the victims. It's society as large. Because if they view that society has hurt them so much, they want to hurt society back. And that's the real problem. There's several different aspects to this. 
first off, how we treat other people. What I believe in terms of spirit is this, is that we are all connected. We're all spiritual beings. I'm not talking about a specific religion. We're all spiritual beings. We come from the same life force. You can call it God. You can call it universe. You can call it source energy. We're all one. We're all united. You know, the same life force that moves through me moves through you. And yet we tend to treat other people so poorly. We argue and devalue their opinions. We complain about other people. We're so negative. Why is that? If we are all connected, if we are all truly brothers and sisters <laughs> or part of the human family, why do we treat others so, so poorly? Why do we not care about another person? Why do not we not have compassion for that other person? And this is a societal question of the chicken and the egg. Because society doesn't care about me, I don't care about society. I think that's the, the root of it, at least with an individualistic uh, Western society that we have. If society doesn't care about me, then I don't care about society. That's the first thing that we need to address. But we address it in a different way. You just can't turn on the switch, flip the switch and start caring about other people more. The, the doorway to caring more about other people is to care more about yourself. And when I talk this way on social media or TikTok, I get a lot of people saying that, that this is individualistic, that this strengthens individual, uh, the individual separation from one another. It actually makes the problem worse or that I encourage people to be greedy or focus on themselves first. But here's the point. You are the one that is responsible for you and your life alone. No one else has power over you, especially in a, a country and land of freedom that we live in, at least here in the Western, uh, in the, in the Western world in the United States. And there are many, many, many other countries other than the United States that experience freedom the developed world is extremely free and you are responsible for your life, for your thoughts, for your feelings, for your actions. Part of this responsibility comes from that spirit of life essence within us. There is one ultimate universal natural law in truth is that life wants to grow. Spirit wants to expand itself and experience itself in greater capacity. We're meant to grow as spiritual beings. And that increase of life for self cannot come at the expense of life for other people. If we obey the law, increasing life for self must increase life for other people. And you only find out about that by discovering your own connection to a power greater than you. I'm not talking about God. I'm not talking about a specific religion. I'm talking about this idea. Wallace Waddles teaches it in The Science of Getting Rich. There is a thinking stuff that permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe. 
there's this energy field and form. I mean, I'm a big movie geek. I love Star Wars. The Force is a thing. Now, I don't have the awareness to, you know, levitate objects and control people's minds, but there is an energy field around us that surrounds us and penetrates us and binds us and holds everything together. There's a field of energy, and that energy is consciousness. And we as beings, as a part of that field, are conscious energy. And when you when you accept this idea within yourself that there is this that you are a spirit, you, you don't have a spirit, you are a spirit, and that spiritual energy and power moves through and moves into your life, and you recognize that that same power and spirit is in other people, then their growth helps create your growth, and your growth creates their growth. The universe is meant to grow. We're all meant to grow and experience and express more of that power and potential. If we really came from that understanding, I think that solves almost all of our problems as a society. That might be overly simplistic or utopian of an idea, but I think it's true. I think it's 100% true. You can only help other people from a place of safety and security and belonging and esteem and self-actualization yourself. If you're struggling with safety or security, if, if you don't have food to eat or a place to sleep, or if you're scared of losing those things, you're in no position to help another human being. It's like rushing in to save someone who's drowning and you don't know how to swim. You've got to know how to swim if you're ever going to save anybody else. And if you've ever flown on an airplane and they talk to you about if, if the cabin depressurizes and the oxygen masks come down, if you're traveling with small children, put your mask on first. So then you can help the children around you put their mask on. And I, I shared this idea on TikTok and this one guy sa said I was totally wrong because as a father, he was going to put the mask on his children first. Well, guess what? If you lose consciousness, you're not going to help anybody else out. And they don't understand that, you know, it's not like someone's going to die. If they become unconscious, you put the mask on, eventually they're going to get enough oxygen and they're going to breathe again and they're going to be fine. But they cannot help you put your mask on. The struggling person can't save another struggling person. That's not how any of this works. And so we should be devoting all of our time and energy to removing the struggles from our own lives. I want to read a little bit from the book, The Science of Getting Rich. The object of all life is development. Everything that lives has an inalienable right to all the development it is capable of attaining. The purpose of nature is the advancement and unfoldment of life. Every person naturally wants to become all he or she is capable of becoming. We cannot help wanting to be all that we can be. Success in life is becoming what you want to be. And the desire for riches is really the desire for a richer, fuller, and more abundant life. And that desire is praiseworthy. 
Now, keep in mind, the word rich is not necessarily about money. It is about a richer, abundant, fuller life, but it is also about money as well. It's both things. So he, he says in here, you can render God and humanity no greater service than to make the most of yourself. And now it seems weird to start out talking about school shootings and how hurt people hurt people and then start talking about individual prosperity. But let me connect the dots for you because I know, I, I know that you probably have some limiting beliefs about money. I did. I, I, the, the word wealth or rich just made me sick to my stomach for such a long time. But listen to this. He says here, no man or woman can rise to his or her greatest potential height in talent or soul development unless he or she has plenty of money. For to unfold the soul to develop talent, he or she must have many things to use, and he or she cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them. So think about that. Really think about what he's going to say right here. Man develops in mind, soul, and body by making use of things. And society is so organized that man must have money in order to become the possessor of those things. What are we talking about? Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you have you have paid for access to uh, to the internet or Wi-Fi or your LTE network. You have a smart device or computer that you've purchased to listen to, and this is helping you grow. This is helping you become more than you have been. You wouldn't be able to listen to this without having those things. Such as an artist who paints in oils can make a much more beautiful painting with the highest quality materials of brushes and canvas and oil paints there are. Just the same way that a, a designer, a clothes designer, wants to work with the best fabrics that are out there. You know, that expression of creativity uses things you know, for you to get to, to your work, you need some mode of public transportation. And, and, and most of the products and services in the world give life to other people, even down to, you know, I know that everybody believes water should be free. I don't, when I pay my water bill, I don't think I'm paying for water. I'm paying for the, the, the service to come to my house with the water so I don't have to go dig my own well or clean and boil the water out of the lake. You know, we provide services. Our society is structured to provide services that help people grow and experience more of life. And those things allow the expression of greater life. So therefore, to experience greater life, you, you have to purchase them. So you have to have some financial security in this life. And there's so many people that are financially insecure and therefore have, have a decreased capacity for life. And let's talk about the health of the physical body. If you cannot pay for your health care, you receive less health. If you want to become healthier and you want to even go out for a run... Sure, you can go do it barefoot, but you could probably run better with good running shoes. If you want to get in shape, making use of gym equipment absolutely 
uh, is going to help you become healthier. Now, maybe all of these things should just be provided for free, but in its natural state, in mankind's natural state, living in the world, we had a much different lifestyle. Society has developed to require the necessity of things. And that is a good thing. That is a good thing. The way that our world is shaped and evolved allows for higher expression of life, so much so that we we can leave our planet. And we're talking about traveling to other planets. We can explore beyond our planet. Mankind has advanced so far that it does require the use of things to express that deeper capacity of life. Technology, housing, the food that we have, it's, it's not just a system of commerce that's designed to control people. That's not what it's about. It's about expressing more life. You see, if you can accept this idea, and this is a major programming shift, a paradigm shift. I haven't really talked about the word paradigm, but it's the lens through which we view the world. If we start to see the world through that lens of creative expression and joyous living of life, all of a sudden the world moves away from this careless society and capitalistic monstrosity that destroys people's life to this exploration of life. Because we're here to grow. And we've just grown so far that this is how our world works. And if we're going to function in that world at our highest capacity, we better become self-sufficient. We better have the means to take care of the, that expression of life, right? So you need money as an artist to buy the oil paints, or you need money to, to buy the gym equipment or go to the gym or buy the weights to exercise. You, you want to have the money to have the, the healthiest or best food or to buy the, the, the clothes that you want to wear. And in order to have money, in order to become financially self-sufficient, you have to take responsibility for you. No one else is coming to save you. No one else is going to do it for you. Because even if the government was going to do it for everybody, where's the government going to get the money from, from any taxes? So you'd have to earn some sort of income exchange to be able to pay for it somewhere, somehow. That's how society has grown. And so you've got to take responsibility for you. Listen to this. This again comes from the science of getting rich. Do not waste time thinking or talking about the shortcomings or wrong actions of plutocrats or trust magnates. Their organization of the world has made your opportunity. All you get really comes to you because of them. Do not rage against corrupt politicians. If it were not for politicians, we should fall into anarchy and your opportunity would be greatly lessened. And I know that there are problems out there with these things. I know there are people that are corrupt. I know that there are people that, that live with greed and there's people that exercise power over other people to have more power themselves. It's because they're not tapped into their power from within. Look, I know there are corrupt people out there and I know that there are problems. I know there are those that seek to have power over other people. But if you continually focus on the problem, you will never see the solution. 
you are denying your creative gift. And creativity means that every problem has a solution. And if you can develop a flexible and adaptable mind, those two words mean that every problem has more than one solution. But you have to shift your focus away from the problem to focus on the solution. And listen to this, going back to the science of getting rich. Things are not brought into being by thinking of their opposites. Health is never to be attained by studying disease and thinking about disease. Righteousness is not to be promoted by studying sin and thinking about sin. And no one, no one ever got rich by studying poverty and thinking about poverty. Medicine as a science of disease has increased disease. Religion as a science of sin has promoted sin. And economics as a study of poverty will fill the world, and it has filled the world with wretchedness and want. Now, that is a major shift in our thinking. We need to turn away individually from lack and face greater abundance. And only you can do that for yourself because the only thing you have control over is your mind and how you think. You cannot force someone else to think differently. This awakening of moving away from lack and towards abundance, prosperity, and increasing life for all has to be done on the individual scale. You've probably heard the saying, You can drag a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. People, people actually don't resist change. They, because we're all this spiritual being and we're looking for increased growth and expansion of ourselves, we actually hunger for growth and change, but people resist being changed. So you can't change anybody else. And most people are trying to change other people. Instead, you have to focus on what you can do. I'm going to go back again, and I'm skipping all over in the science of getting rich to help drive this point home. Every living thing must continually seek for the enlargement of its life. Because life in the mere act of living must increase itself. This doesn't say go increase it for other people. It says increase it for yourself, increase your life for yourself. And here's the thing, when it comes to money, and we're always so afraid of greed and that money is evil, we've been brought up to to believe that because we don't have it. And if we're good people and we don't have it, then It must be a good thing that we don't have money because money must be bad. And these are the lies that we tell ourselves to live in lack. Listen to this. You must want real life. Not mere pleasure or sensual gratification. Life is the performance of function. And the individual really lives only when he performs every function, physical, mental, and spiritual, of which he is capable, without excess in any. You do not want to get rich in order to live swinishly for the gratification of animal desires. That is not life. The performance of every physical function is a part of life, and no one lives completely who denies the impulses of the body uh, and a normal and healthful expression. 
right? This is not just about selfishness. This is about life. And when we focus on that internally and we awake to our own power, we free ourselves from misery. When we free ourselves from misery and powerlessness, which is where lack comes from, then we seek to do good and help other people experience that. We do our best to help, but more than anything, you have people around you that are miserable and they look at you and say, well, what the hell did you do to change your life? How in the world are you not miserable? How in the world are, are, are you not terrified and worried about society? How in the world are you able to have the income that you have or have the happiness or have the joy in your life with all the misery going around? And you, you can then tell them from that place of security, let me tell you a story about how we become what we think about. So if we go all the way back to the reason I wanted to share these ideas and thoughts with all these hurt people that hurt other people. And it comes from this division in society. It all stems from feeling powerless. Well, society doesn't care about me, so I'm not going to care about society. Boy, if you cared about you, you would care about society. If you realized you had spiritual power flowing to and through you and into your life and you could learn how to use it, how to use your mind to create an increase of life for yourself, well, then you would want to help increase life for everybody else. And so it really does begin with you. The challenge that I have for you is to audit your life, to think about your life. Growing up, we all have dreams We all wanted to do something amazing. Maybe we wanted to be in movies or fight fires or travel to space or perform for others. And at some point we lose those dreams. We lose those dreams and life becomes about surviving instead of this glorious adventure of exploring. And over time, that flame of excitement goes out. Is that flame of life out in your life? If it is, this is maybe what it looks like. You have a job that you don't like. Your relationship is struggling. You're probably in poor health. You probably don't have the financial resources that you want. You're not taking the trips and vacations that you don't have the things you want to enjoy. There's probably fighting in your home. You're probably miserable at work and you probably don't know how to change it. And you feel powerless and powerless people consume ideas that reinforce powerlessness. And so you watch all of the things that are happening to other people and you think, what the hell is this world going to? You don't see any of the solutions. And then you get around the water cooler and you complain about it. Then you complain about what's wrong with the world. And what's wrong with other people? Because it's always somebody else's fault outside of you. It's on the other side of the political aisle or someone in another country or someone you've never met. It's always someone else's fault. And it gets you really angry that it's somebody else's fault. And so you talk about it more, you argue about it more. And that becomes the, the theme and discourse, not just of your thoughts, but the discourse of society that you're in. You start contributing to that problem. 
And you say things on social media that devalue other people and other people get offended and say things back to you. And you get angry and you vote for people who are going to champion your anger and powerlessness and fight for you so you can have your power back. And you say and do things you normally wouldn't do because on social media, we get to act in some measure of anonymity where you can hide the same way that we cut people off on the freeway because we're angry because where we're going is more important. And we, heaven forbid, we have someone that cuts in front of us. So let's cut them off first. And now we have this hostile need to defend our lives and we say some of the most cruel and horrible things to other people. And sooner or later, those things are heard by someone who is weaker than you are, who is more desperate than you are, who is more hurt and more capable of expressing that hurt in hurting other people. And maybe it happens in your own home where you've raised your own children to be equally powerless and they bully other kids at school to feel better about themselves because they feel awful at, in home. And then someone that they hurt is compromised enough, who isn't thinking clearly enough, who's so tired of being bullied or picked on or left behind or has no other way to get control of their life because they feel like they've been a target of all of the hate. And then that person walks into a store and purchases a weapon with the intention of hurting as many people in the world as possible. I think that's the problem. I think that's what happens. Now I say this being a victim of bullying and abuse in my childhood growing up, but also knowing how good it felt to try and bully someone else. If there was a kid that was fatter than I was or, or looked different than I did as, a, as another child who was helpless and, and a victim, it felt good to bully other people. This is that natural state of mankind that is the weakest aspect of our character. That is what controls our society and leads to these incredibly awful tragedies. But when these happen on the world stage, everybody looks at it and feels powerless. And so they continue to act in powerless ways, which is why we don't do anything. The solution is learning about our own power. No one has to give you power. Empowerment doesn't come from another person. Empowerment comes from within. Empowerment comes from recognizing that you are a spiritual being, you have an intellect, you live in this physical body, you are an instrument of creation. No matter what you believe, what your religion or spiritual beliefs are, you are created by a being that is, is more powerful than, than you and given, gifted the creative ability to create your own life. And you haven't been taught on how to use it because society doesn't understand how to use it and it goes wasted. It goes wasted and your life is just as wasted 
as your potential. You step into your power. You learn about your mind. You learn to control your thoughts so that you can have control over your feelings. And as Neville Goddard writes in the book, The Power of Awareness, when you obtain control over your emotional state, you gain mastery over your life so that you can think and feel and then act in a new way to create different results in your life and then free yourself from the bonds of victim mentality that the entire world has enslaved you into without you even being aware of it. And as you wake up and you can wake up your spouse and you can wake up your children, your children will go into the world. And I know this because I've seen it. I have seen my children go into the world and create for themselves what they want they can only do that because I did it. And those ripples will continue in their families and friends. I've had friends of mine that haven't even worked with me as clients have said, I've done this and I've done that in my life and I've changed these things because they've just seen me or listened to me or came to some of my workshops. If you can step into your power, you are going to invite the rest of the world to join you in it. And there's a beautiful quote that I want to read to you about that. This is from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. You are playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. What do you want your life to look like? If you had no limitations, if you could do anything, what would you want your life to look like? How would you live? How would you love? What would you do for enjoyment and fun? What contribution would you want to make to the world? And yes, absolutely include a financial goal and intention with that because this society is designed to require money to grow our life and expand it. That's how it is. And that actually helps you. It actually shows you where all of your work needs to be done. When you change on the inside, the outside changes. So heal your relationship with money, heal your relationship with yourself, heal your relationship with spirit, heal your relationship with your dreams and your goals, heal your relationship with your potential and do something to grow that life within you. No one else is going to do it for you. No one's coming to save you. You have to do it for you. And if we want the hurt people of the world to do the same thing, 
we better be doing it for ourselves. If you have no plan on how to make that happen for yourself, then I welcome you to continue to listen. I'd love to be one of the guides on your journey, on your hero's journey, out of where you're stuck and into the life and the world that you want to live for you. I would love to be a voice guiding you. I don't have it all figured out. I've certainly done quite a bit. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But where I am now compared to where I was, and you can listen to my story in episode one, I've grown enough that I can shine the light to, to guide other people forward. I think this is the only way that we heal our world. I think this is the only way that we heal society, that we protect our children. The solution isn't necessarily about laws and legislation and restricting other people. No, it is about our self growth and development and expression of life within. Do something today that makes you feel alive and make sure that tomorrow you have a plan to step into your power. Because if you don't, nothing will ever change. Thank you everybody for joining this special bonus episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. If this has been impactful, please share it with somebody. Talk about these ideas don't just talk about them with people who disagree with you. Find people that you have a similar background with, someone who thinks a little bit like you already, and share them that way. Because you're not going to change another person. You're just going to help wake someone up who's already starting to think a little bit like you. And guess what? We are all tired of the same struggle. So everybody wants to wake up. I'll see you soon.